Hi everyone, welcome to ESU United, the place where diversity has a voice that seeks to expand to all our community. We are your hosts, Teresa Taylor-Williams. Hello. And Anita Valdez-Arabia. And we're so happy that you're joining us in our episode number two. We have some special guests with us today. Uh, they represent the studying body and are working to make our campus more diverse. Please welcome Lucy Steyer and Lauren Moon, ASG President and Vice President. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just get started here. Um, um, tell us about each of you, like tell us um, your major and um, what year you are and what made you choose ESU. <laughs> Um, so, my name is Lucy, and I'm a senior political science student with an emphasis in public administration, and then I also have a minor in ethnic and gender studies. And I chose Forest State because I like the small environment, and I felt like I could connect to the professors and the students here. Okay. Hi everyone, my name is Lauren Moon. I am a junior this year studying biology education, so I'll be a high school science teacher. And I chose ESU because right when I came to visit for the first time, it immediately felt like home. So it just was a feeling, I guess. Um, nothing too crazy, just a magical feeling that I had. <laughs> okay. So tell us, um, you all are the leaders of ASG. Um, and so tell us a little bit about, you know, there might be listeners who are like, what is ASG? And so what is ASG and what attracted you to become part of it? So ASU stands for Associated Student Government. So we're the governing body of the students, um, which comes with like a lot of different things that we do. So we do a lot with um, recognized student organizations, so clubs on campus and getting them money. And then we're also on a lot of committees that deal with like student life and different activities. We pass bills and resolutions related to student life, um, different requirements for groups on campus. Um, our resolutions are in support of different holidays or different weeks and events that happen on campus. Yeah, and I guess in addition to that, we kind of work closely with a big group of senators. So it's an application process to get involved in ASG, and they'll be on the different committees. We have our diversity committee, our campus and community relations committee, fiscal affairs, kind of like what Lucy was talking about, making sure all of our organizations have money to do the events they want to do. And then we have Senate Operations, which is kind of like the in-house committee doing all the behind-the-scenes work, making sure we're keeping all of our things in line, essentially. Um, I think that's basically kind of the wrapped-up nice version of it. I think there's a lot of little things, too. Lucy and I go to a lot of meetings and just kind of represent, really, the student voice. And we try to make sure we're everywhere on campus being involved in everything so we know what's going on and we can improve as we need to improve and do what the students want to do and what they want to see on campus. Thank you so much, Lucy and Lauren. Um, and as Teresa mentioned, you're the leaders, but how you ended up being part of ASG? Yes. Um, so for me, when I came in as a freshman, I was a lot more quiet and I wasn't, I didn't know what to join and what to join. And so I was taking a class actually with Victoria Getzinger, who used to be vice president a couple years ago. And she reached out to me after class and asked if I wanted to join student government, like the upcoming year, because elections were happening in the spring. And she kind of just told me all the stuff that they do, and like being a political science student, it kind of made sense to get joined, to join student government here. And so that was how initially I got involved, and then I really enjoyed it, so I kept 
coming back. So I was a senator, and then the next year I was the fiscal affairs chair, and now I'm president. But I don't know. There's just like a good environment, I think, on ASU, and like feeling directly involved in like making a different at difference at ASU is something I really liked about it. Yes, definitely. And then for me, um, I actually got involved before I came to ESU, so I remember specifically, I was sitting at my summer job, I was working at a snack bar at a camp, and I was looking at my emails because we didn't have kids coming in, and I saw one about associate student government, I was like, oh, this is for me, 100%, because I was always in student council in high school, and NHS, and all of the leadership things, and I thought this would be a great way to take it to the higher education level. So I joined in, not really knowing what to expect, and Victoria and Paul were um, president and vice president when I was a freshman coming in, and that's kind of who I got to get started with, and they were a very good influence. They were rock stars. Really good <laughs> leaders, yeah. so passionate and so much fun, too. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm going to be like them one day. Um, so I kind of just went through every year. I did elections my freshman year. I actually didn't get elected. Probably because I was just a little freshman, didn't know very many people, so it's hard to get voted for if you don't know anyone. Um, but I got appointed by Amaya in Berlin. Oh, nice. She was awesome. Yes. And I was president pro temp that year and co chair for campus and community relations, so I worked a lot um, just helping them and doing that stuff on that committee. And then Lucy actually reached out to me about being running for president and vice president together, and I thought that'd be perfect because I knew I wanted to be vice president kind of leading the senators, um, because that's, I've been president of like 4-H clubs before, kind of just like running the meetings, I was like, I could do really good at that, I love parliamentary procedures, so this is great, um, so then we ran and we got elected, and now we're here in this position, and it's been great, been challenging, but been really awesome too. You all bring, um, just as, I didn't introduce my title earlier, but Teresa Taylor-Williams, and I am Director of Diversity Student Programs, and here in the Center for Student Involvement, um, we see a lot of ASG, you know, folks floating around and um, various students. And um, you all have just really just kind of taken like ducks to water. Um, and I can only imagine the leadership responsibilities. Um, and so anyway, I just um, I, I just want to say we love your energy. We're so glad that you all are here um, on our campus and in leadership. And so. Um, Kind of a little known fact, I don't know if people really know that um, recently ASG passed a bill um, and it's requiring RSOs to complete diversity training. So can you all tell us a little bit about how that bill came about and um, maybe was there you know, a lot of support for it, any pushback, that kind of thing. Um, so originally, like the diversity bill was an idea I brought up to Born over the summer um, when we were transitioning into president and vice president, and it kind of came from like some conversations with students on campus. Um, you know, over the last year and a half or so, there's been a lot of important conversations happening, like in the political world, and just a lot of movements that have caught attraction and just been important discussions to have, especially as college students. And I think Emporia State had a lot of room to grow and foster that diversity. Um, Lauren and I actually worked as resident assistants um, in the dorms and we were required to have diversity trainings um, to work with the students and everyone who was living there. And so we kind of saw it as an opportunity to incorporate that training into organizations all across campus. So um, that was originally like the, the point of it. Um, 
How was the were were the senators um pretty supportive or did it take kind of a lot of you know um zhuzhing <laughs> so I like to say you know <laughs> to get people to buy in or how did that go? Honestly, I mean I think from the get go a lot of them were like supportive of it. I think it was more like the logistics of figuring out how to how's this every, gonna work? Yeah, every organization to get a diversity training, but. Because tell us how many organizations are there. <laughs> I think people will Over be surprised. <laughs> Over yeah. And that's what I say when I do presentations. And people just kind of look at me incredulous. Like, what? Little ESU has... And it's like... Yeah. That is, to me, amazing. And it, to me, it shows that there's so many opportunities for students to get involved. There definitely are. And I think part of the big thing was, like, Emporia has, like, our strategic plan over the years. Yes. Of, like, what we want to improve on as a university. And diversity and inclusion is one of those aspects. So I think we want to encourage diversity in the classroom, obviously, but students are involved in organizations outside of the classrooms. Most students are involved in something. So if we have to, if we want diversity, I think we're in every aspect of student life. So that leads me to the next question, um, naturally, and maybe Lauren, if you want to take this on, um, you know, as Lucy was just saying, you know, strategic plan. You know, goal five, and I have this in my email, you know, goal five is that we strive to be a model of diversity. That's a pretty um, ambitious thing for whoever were the authors of that yes. uh, strat plan, but, um, you know, we're here for it. And so in your view, what is ESU doing well? Maybe one thing that you can think of that, uh, aside from this wonderful bill, um, what is ESU doing well um, when it comes to DEI work? I think we have a lot of people who are passionate about DNI work on campus. I think that's a really good place to start. Like having a good community who wants to promote diversity and always have that conversation open is awesome. I think we have a family here at ESU, like we're pretty tight knit. We all work closely together and we all want to make a space where everyone feels comfortable and happy and safe and just a good environment to learn. Um, so I feel like just the community is very awesome. And I think that's kind of where this bill could really take off. Mm -hmm. These trainings could really take off, kind of starting with the RSOs. Getting the students more involved in the conversation, I think will be a great way to kind of connect them to the faculty and staff who are already passionate about diversity. And then we'll have this just big group uh, who's passionate mm -hmm. about inclusion and kind of equity and quality on campus. And I think that will make us kind of follow that strategic plan being a model for other universities in Kansas and be like, wow, look at ESU. They're amazing. And I'm like, yes. 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 <laughs> and so, and Lucy, so thank you for that, Lauren. And so, Lucy, what is a challenge when it comes to DEI on our campus that you might see? I definitely don't want to see a problem, but a challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think like one of our challenges is like we are a predominantly white institution, so trying to get more voices from our students of color is definitely a challenge for I think our university and we could make more strides to make their voices heard more and get their perspective because I mean Lauren and I we we're both white, so we can't always see the same struggles that students of color have here. And I think part of like the reason I've seen that more is like I've been like the Black Student Union meetings and they talk a lot about like their experiences at ESU. You know, like, there's room for improvement. It's really just good. Good, good. Um, so I would be remiss if I didn't say that our diversity ambassadors falls yeah. under my office. 
and um, I'm just so thrilled with the group that we have this year. Like every year it's different, um, but this year we just have a really special group. Um, and Anita is one of them too. Um, and so they are, when you talk about passion, um, but they have almost like um, a quiet passion. And so I think it's important for people to see that leadership is not always like in your face or aggressive or assertive. Um, leadership can equally be, you know, caretaking and it can be nurturing and it can be um, kind of um, uh, in the background, production type stuff. And so they, they are so excited and we have like half of them, half of our students are international yes, who are diversity ambassadors. And so um, our ambassadors are going to be um, helping with that training and they are just really um, feeling honored you know, that they can have that opportunity. And so, um, so Nita, how about you for our, for our ASG leadership? I think that my other question for you guys is also that, how as you as students are seen to motivate other students? Yeah, I will go first. I will switch things up. Lauren will go first. So I think to motivate other students or like trying to do that as a leader on campus has been kind of difficult with COVID for sure. I feel like we don't always get to see students as much um, or we're not really in front of students as much as we'd like to be. Um, but I think a good place to start is our senators. Um, we've been able to kind of instill some passion in them, get them rolling. So hopefully the hope is that they're kind of encouraging their classmates and their peers and friends to be involved in ASG or to kind of see the leadership that they're taking on too um, and kind of just have that spread all over campus for sure um, and just kind of keeping morale up too this semester I know it's been difficult for everyone yes. like coming back to normal but it's not really normal exactly <laughs> and COVID's still here but it's not what it is it's like what's going on so I feel like just trying to keep positive like if Lisa and I can stay positive then we can have some positive senators and we'll have more positive students so that's Kind of been our biggest thing, I think, motivating students. I don't know what you think, Lucy. Yeah, I definitely think morale has been an issue across the board, not just for students, but also faculty and staff. Oh, yeah. Especially during the pandemic. But um, I think one of the big things is that transition period, like incorporating students as we're going back and communicating with them what's, what's happening on campus and what clubs are having events and that kind of stuff. And I know yeah. for me, like on a smaller scale, like I'm involved in a lot of organizations, so if there's something I can invite students to, like, yeah. oh, we're going to the Black Student Union meeting after this ASG meeting, do you guys want to come? And just kind of invite people personally, and that makes them feel more inclined to participate. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank Aaron. you. And lastly, mm -hmm. um, tell us about the women's conference that is planned for this spring. What is it about? What, what is the plan? Yes, that's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Over the summer, we kind of talked about starting um, a women in leadership conference on Emporia State. Um, sorry, <laughs> um, a women in leadership conference. And so, as ASG, we like sixty-five percent of the students at Emporia State are women, and so we wanted to have like a conference that's gonna inspire them to like be involved and like take leadership positions in the world after they graduate college. And so we started working with the Honors College, which Lauren and I are both part of as well. And Kushi is the president of the Honors College, but she's also involved in ASG. Yeah. So we kind of formed a committee of different faculty and staff um, to take on planning the conference. Um, 
It would be the first one in a leadership conference in the state of Kansas. Um, and, there, more. and there's a whole committee. <laughs> yes, there is a committee to races on there. Um, we wanted it to be really student-led, so we have like subcommittees on this larger committee, and a student is like the head of each of those, but they have faculty and staff that are working with them. So we have like a committee for like choosing the speakers, and we're we're aiming the speakers at being ENSU alum um, to kind of build that connection between like current students and people who have graduated, but also incorporating women in different areas so like there'll be three sessions at the conference so the first session is focused on like women in government and then the second session I believe is women in STEM and the last session is like women in um, advocacy so like nonprofit and like nice. work like that so it's gonna be great yeah I'm excited about <laughs> it it's a lot of work but I think yeah. it'll turn out well so. and I think it's gonna be eight do you remember? I think it's the March, last week in March. March, okay. Yeah, so. And we're hoping to have, like, a women in higher ed panel because it is at a university. And there are a lot of, like, President Garrett, who used to work here. It's like, well, now she's the first. Yeah. I don't know exactly where her title is, yeah. but she's the first female in that position. Yeah. And the Chancellor of Education. Yeah. 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 really neat. Chancellor of Education. So, like, the superintendent of Emporia is a woman. And yes. The President for Hayes. So we're trying to get all this have a panel about we also have a shows. lot of clergy in Emporia who are females there is, yeah. and that really surprised That's me true. when I moved here a couple of years ago so I mean those are typically roles that you yeah. know males are in so so we will definitely um stay updated on that and maybe yes. even we can revisit with another podcast closer to um, yeah. closer to that date <laughs> when when more um details are ironed out but yeah. um but I guess, um, and that was definitely the last question, but I wanted to know if you guys had anything to add, especially in the way of, um, you mentioned earlier about student, student voice and um, what, what kind of ways, um, or maybe one way that you all can think of that students could let their voices be known to ASG. Yeah, I think one super easy way is just around campus, you'll see different ASG posters with a big QR code on it. Okay. Um, Drew Velasa is our awesome campus and community relations chair, and his committee put those up just to kind of hear back from students. So that's like an ongoing survey, if you will, to kind of get feedback from students. So if you do have something that you want us to know or work on, definitely. Um, check out those QR codes because we'd love to hear from the students. That's what we're here for. And we don't always hear a ton from students. Sometimes we hear more from just our senators or just Lucy and I and the faculty and staff we work with. But we want to hear from the students. That's what we really want to work to kind of focus around. So check those out. And then you can always email Lucy and I, uh, ASG or HDVP at Emporia.edu. Really easy to remember. Do you guys have like office hours or can people ever drop in? We do have office hours. <laughs> They're listed at the front of the CSI, oh, okay. so students can stop by or usually emails better because yeah. it kind of depends like if we have a meeting yeah. or not. But we also like every student organization has an assigned senator to that organization. Okay. So they'll, they've been in a contact also not sure about different events and things that have been happening within ASG. So if you're a member of like an organization, you can reach out to that center as well and they'll get it us too so and nice. i think in spring those office hours will be a little bit more yeah. down packed fall has been very busy very we've kind of been all over the place but in spring definitely i know i'll be in the office a lot more yeah so definitely we can kind of like connect with students in person too i'd love to meet students in person anytime 
Well, we are appreciative, um, Anna and I are appreciative of you all being on ES United. And um, we are going to um, keep up with you guys uh, because we know that um, if so far you've done all that you've done this fall, I'm excited about spring. Spring's going to be getting better. So thanks so, so much for your time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, for for having us. Having us. thank you so much, Lorena and Lucy. Thank you, Teresa. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our yes. episode number two here in ESU United Podcast. Please keep with us to go to episode three. See you soon. <laughs>